0: Discovery. go at throttle up. One, two, three, four. Oh, check. Check. One, two, three. Here we are at the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Just you and me, me and you, you and me. I'm back. From Michigan, Clio, Michigan, right outside of Flint. Uh, I just just did the Cannabis Cup in Michigan, the American Cannabis Cup in Michigan, with 30,000 people. Uh, I shared the stage with Busta Rhymes and Trick Trick. Uh, It was an amazing time, everybody. Amazing, amazing time. And I actually have a little bit of uh, Michigan herb here. Um, I just got back from uh, Clio, Michigan. Uh, and I, I, I'm still kind of, uh, it took a dent in my brain and it wasn't just the herb. It was, it was a little bit of the herb, but, uh, I was filming short films for high times and doing comedy shows. And I got to interview, uh, Danny Danko just briefly right before I went on stage at the VIP tent. Um, and I'm going to play that for you. And uh, Danny Danko is actually one of my closer friends over at High Times Magazine. Uh, And I've known Danny since 2007, probably. Uh, And we were talking, the first High Times Cannabis Cup I did was actually 10 years ago in Amsterdam. And that's when they never had American cups. The Cannabis Cup is like the official judging of the best herb out there. Now, the cannabis industry has blown up and some people would debate uh, you know, their authoritative uh, uh, ranking, but at the end of the day, it's, uh, they were the first ones to ever you know, step forward with cannabis and legalization and putting it on a mainstream format. That's why I always fucked with them. I thought they were punk rock as hell. I always thought pop should be legal. I thought it would be great for the environment, great for people's mental health. I think it would cut down on the drinking and alcohol uh, cons- you know, just the dominance that has been over the last hundred years in America. Uh, and, you know, it's, I think it's a little bit of a healthier uh, alternative, I guess. Me, I like coffee and weed. I got some great iced coffee here. I did my own home brew. I did my own moonshine. Uh, I've been on the run. Um, I've been <clears throat> juggling a lot of different things. Um, so I just grabbed this bag of the most generic last thing. I ran out of some good beans, but I grabbed last night and this actually turned out awesome. It's already pre-ground, but it's Columbia Supremo and it just has a Brooklyn owned stamp. Like it's literally no graphic designer was paid for the packaging. It's a brown bag, but it's good shit, man. That's the thing about coffee. And if you have a French press and you do it in the morning, the night before, I literally, if I had to drink all this like French press of cold brew that I made uh, by myself, that'd be like, that would be, okay, this would cold brew goes for $4 a glass. I can drink maybe five or six glasses out of that. I mean, that's like 25 bucks saved right there. Um, so yeah, that's how we're rolling. I got my one hitter. I got a little bit of herb from, uh, Michigan, I'll tell you more about that. But first, listen to this uh, interview with Danny Danko. He's the senior cultivation editor, meaning he talks to all the people that actually grow the pot, the growers. At the end of the day, if you really want it, you could name all the different strains you want. It really comes down to the grower, what kind of nutrients they're using, what kind of chemicals they're using. Is it outside, is it indoor, is it outdoor? The grower is pretty much, you know, the DJ of the, of the weed plant. So, and Danny's been growing and writing about growing for over 20 years now. Uh, and he's just a cool cat, loves hip-hop, loves punk rock. Lo- you know, he's the, we're about the same age. Um, so, the, you know, we, all our reference points always click up. But uh, he's been making power moves, and, uh, you know, he's sticking it out with the cannabis industry, and I think it's all going to play out great for him. But listen to this. He's a huge coffee lover, and he talks about his favorite beans. Here's my quick interview. There'll be more down the line on remote from Clio, Michigan, from the Cannabis Cup, uh, the American Cannabis Cup, right? It's uh, outside of Flint. Man, let me tell you, this town needs this 30,000 people showing up um, because... Everybody was eating and drinking and and using Ubers in the town. And uh, you know, I know it brought a lot of money to it, but no, but this is cool. Check out this interview with the senior cultivation editor, the uh, legend, Mr. Danny Danko. Enjoy, and I'll be right back. I'm gonna hit this one hitter real quick. Oh, that's awesome. Hey everybody! It's uh, it's the Cannabis Coffee Hour, remote from the Cannabis Cup here in Michigan. I'm with my buddy Danny Danko. We're puffing on a nice joint. Say hello, Danny. Hey, what's up out there? We're chilling in Michigan. Thanks for doing this podcast. We're just chill. We were just smoking a joint, but I was just talking to Danny real quick about coffee. Yeah. And I've known Danny for like 10 years, and I did a ca- Cannabis Cup a few times over the years, uh, and we live in the same neighborhood, and. Uh, we like the same beats. We kind of we have the same type of vibe. I always I, I trust his taste in music, herb, and in uh, refreshments. And he was telling me about the coffee beans that he's been rocking.
1: Yeah. Well, tell yeah. me about these beans, Danny. Well, it's Kona, Hawaii, uh, small batch farmer farm, in uh, on the Big Island in Hawaii, and amazing coffee grown uh, beyond organic, uh, basically veganic, no till soil. Um, so it's all very sustainably farmed, and uh, yeah, it's just amazing. It's, it's s- amazing. It spoiled me for all other coffee, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I'm even in your video for coffee and weed. Yeah, you are, my man. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, love. You're a legend, kid, and so is the Hawaiian coffee. Absolutely. I-, I love the combination of an amazing Hawaiian coffee and a nice sativa uh, flower is uh, just a wonderful way to start the day or you know kick it into gear or even like start an evening
0: yeah i've been doing some evening coffees uh wh- how do you make your coffee in the morning do you do a french press do you do a coffee machine
1: i do french press if i can if i got the time uh, otherwise i you know do coffee machine uh have a coffee machine at work uh, but yeah
0: do, you, do they do they do the egg Keur- at work or they got regular chocolate? coffee Right now it's a Keurig, but uh, you know. I fuck with Keurig now and then. I know it's bad for the environment, but sometimes you got to, you know, on this podcast, I'm not a snob, but I do love great coffee and I want to get that Hawaiian bean. I've been hearing about that because uh, we talked about Hawaii and Puerto Rico and just coffee on this podcast, but we talk a lot about weed and cannabis and we're here in Michigan. This is like a huge deal. This is like over, I'm, I'm saying a number and you tell me if this is right. 30,000 attendees?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but many, many thousands of people are here, and uh, it's very historic because you don't need a medical card. Anyone over 21 uh, can enter, you know, buy a ticket and come learn more about cannabis, meet the people who are behind the scenes of of the industry and the community, and uh, educate themselves on, you know, what's going on with cannabis. And, you know, coffee, cannabis, all go together. Uh, Good people, good vibes, high times.
0: Coffee and weed, yes indeed. Uh, yeah, this is a great time at high times, and, uh, and uh, the whole day has been so chill, and that these vents, I just want to say is like, there's, no, uh, there's not even alcohol served here. There's like, somebody said they're serving beers over here somewhere, but it's really like the most mellow crowd, like everybody's down to take naps. I'm doing my comedy here at 5.30, which I think is at five o'clock today actually, which I think is very wise. Because in the evening hours, people get a little bit sleepy. Uh, but I'm about to do my set, but uh, yeah, Danny, we got to talk more on the podcast. And uh, Is there any strain that you're looking out for right now in Michigan that you enjoyed while you were here?
1: Uh, well, there's a strain called Mac that has me very mystified because it smells, sometimes I like the smell, sometimes I don't like the smell. It has a real distinct kind of garlicky funk to it uh, that kind of is almost offensive in a way but then sometimes when you smoke it you're like oh, okay I get it um, so it's Mac it's called Miracle Alien Cookies and it's uh, Michigan it's very popular here in Michigan the Mac return of the Mac I love it man uh,
0: Danny thanks so much for coming on the podcast I wanted to talk about oh I definitely wanted to talk about strains but I also wanted to talk about uh, New York for legalization you can just hit me hard like guesstimation do you think it's
1: gonna be legalized let's say two years uh, Yeah, definitely two years I mean it's on the verge right now there's really one or two uh, senators in the New York State Senate that are uh, kinda w- waffling on it so I definitely do assure people to find out who their state senator is and uh, push them to tell you let them know that it's important to you uh, to legalize cannabis in New York State uh, for the economy for the people for the patients for the prisoners uh, and just for everything for the betterment of New York let's make New York City, New Amsterdam again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, But you got to put pressure on your local state uh, senator because there's really literally like two people blocking this right now. Uh, so find out who your senator is, contact them and let them know it's important. And pretty soon uh, we will have legal cannabis in New York and New Jersey and the whole East Coast uh, and eventually the entire United States and then the world.
0: Yeah, man, that's where it seems to be going, and we're in the greatest, a great place to be here right now in Michigan. Thanks a lot, Dan. Man, I appreciate you chilling. Uh, I'm gonna shut it down. We got work to do. We got to hang out. I got to do a comedy show, but uh, let's let's can
1: can you come on again? We drink coffee in okay, Brooklyn. Sure. Absolutely, anytime, and have a great set. It's been a really fun time here with you at the High Times Cannabis Cup in Michigan, and uh, yeah, break a leg.
0: Thank you, brother. Yeah, it's been a blast. Love hanging out. Peace. All right, I hope you enjoyed uh, that just quick bite of interview on location from uh, the High Times Cannabis Cup in Clio, Michigan, 2019. Uh, It was a blast. It was amazing. It was a stone cold groove. Uh, But it was also, you know, Eye-opening and Renegade and also just the gig itself. Uh, Yeah, I got booked on the gig because I've done stuff with High Times before. Uh, I asked about coming out to Michigan and they just got back to me. I showed them some old, just some new people have taken over High Times. Uh, High Times has went public. I mean, it's going big. Like when I knew High Times, it was more of a mom and pop shop. Now it's kind of bought out. And it's definitely, you know, I think being traded on the floor or it's definitely gone public. And I think they're positioning it to be traded on the floor and, you know, kind of be in there with, you know, Coca-Cola and Ford and everybody else, man. I mean, I will say this. Okay. So the gig was amazing. And I went in there uh, with another filmmaker. They had a director and we just met that day when I landed and within... I landed Friday night or Friday afternoon, Friday night, and the cannabis cups were Saturday and Sunday at this big auto racetrack. It was like an old place where they had like NASCAR and I don't even know I don't think they had NASCAR. That's too big league. This place maybe had some some uh monster truck rallies and some uh smash up, bash up. Do you remember that? Like there uh, uh derbies what were they smash up derbies where they would just go out you'd pretty much just have auto accidents (laughs) was you would go out and you just smash into each other like bumper cars but with real cars the whole concept of bumper cars and smash up uh derbies man like nowadays like do people still do that shit like with health insurance you can't, like, back in the day, if you broke your arm, it was only like, you know, it wasn't that, people weren't thinking about the money. Now everybody's just like, as soon as you break something or do something, everybody's like, oh, shit. Um, I mean, everybody that's somewhat self-aware knows that, you know, it's fucking, knocking somebody's tooth out is like $5,000. It's rough. It's a, it, it, America's just in a weird, funky-ass place, but I do think cannabis, what I saw was this big it's pretty much a trade show is what the cannabis cups are so it's all the bong makers all the bowl makers and then now with legalized cannabis it's all the cannabis it's almost a sensory overload but in a really cool way and you see people enjoying cannabis in a very mainstream way nobody was drinking alcohol no beer was being sold now, people were like, oh, I saw one ambulance the second day, but that's 30,000 people two days, and I believe the person was just over, you know, it was hot a couple of those times, was dehydrated, and that happens at all those concerts, and if it was like, you know, an alcohol, you know, drinking concert, you know, those that shit would have been, there's no way they would have pulled it off. It was too many people. The place was completely sold out, and it was an awesome event, and... You know, they had great food, they had a food court with iced coffee, bomb ass noodles. Uh, I had a great smoothie. Uh, So they must have brought so much money to this place uh, in Clio, but you know, my whole setup, I was just supposed to do short sets, like 15 to 30 minute sets I didn't even have an opener. It was really renegade, but it was in the VIP tent where they had bands and like uh contests for joint rolling contests. And they also uh had like some meet and greets over there. And then I did stand up at like five and five thirty. Five thirty on the Friday night and five o'clock on no on the five o'clock like five thirty on the Saturday night and the five o'clock on the Sunday night and five o'clock, I mean, and it was like an open area tent and there's like lounges and there's a full on dab concentrate bar right next to the stage. So, you know, I've done these cannabis events. I know for some people this sounds wild, but if you lived in California, this stuff is, you know, pretty normal out there in California, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's not ridiculous, it's amazing and awesome. Um, I'm enjoying this coffee, but I stayed, I stayed in uh, Flint, because I guess they did the first Cannabis Cup in Detroit, and I was there, I was there, and that was in 2011, it was the first time, like, they did one in San Francisco, I think I did, like, I opened, and I did the ceremonies for the very first American one, in San Francisco, or they did something that was like the very first one, I think. But they've had cannabis events, you know, uh, trade shows up and down California. I mean, cannabis in California is really a part of the economy, especially when you start going into Humboldt and up in Northern California, up in those mountain areas. uh, You know, that's where it all, that's, I mean, that was where the best of the best was grown. And supposed and very close to the band the Grateful Dead uh, which is awesome I've been listening to a lot of Grateful Dead lately what else have I, I've been listening to a lot of like these old Derek and the Dominoes. and then I've been listening to a little uh, nat X and uh, Toots and the May so some reggae but I haven't been doing music that much I've just been working on it was it was it was I was filming all day, man on the street, all around 30,000 racetrack. 30,000 people racetrack. Uh, I was just reacting and showing stuff. They had a huge dune buggy that they were going to raffle off. And it was a dope ass dune buggy, man. It was like, you know, it was kind of like one of those treks, but tricked out to car level, which is pretty much like trikes, I guess is what they're called, you know. Uh, I've never driven a trike. But but I mean, you know, one of those grandiose motorcycle hybrid uh, type things. But they had a Doom Buggy one that was fucking rad right in the middle. And I wasn't sure if that was the Cannabis Cup or maybe the venue that was putting that raffle on. But uh, the whole thing was amazing. But I was shooting video doing Man on the Street with this director and one camera guy. So it was just like, boom. I arrive. uh, I arrive... Friday night but that Saturday morning we get down there and it's just chaos it's like 30,000 people all entering this place and all the booths are set up and everything's set up and the cool thing we were at the VIP and they sold out all their VIP tickets so it's like this big racetrack but inside there's another you know kind of more buffed out tent and that was the VIP and they had free they had water you could get water around, but they had big jugs of water and water bottles, high-times water bottles that you could drink, and they gave to you. And it was pretty amazing. And they had that flowing all day long. And then they had food, and then they had DJs, and then they had entertainment, and then they had couches, and, like, uh, foosball, and air hockey, and uh, big-ass Jenga's, and big-ass uh, for- Connect fours. You know, they had all those joints and then they, but people, you know, these were, these are hardcore stoners <laughs> that come to the cannabis cup. So everybody's just rolling up weed and, you know, sharing weed and like showing it off. Uh, you know, it gets really kind of weed nerdy. You know, I'm not that dude. I mean, but I, I can speak that language. As you heard, Danny Danko goes mob deep. On, uh, on cannabis and he knows you know, all the different growers and strains and trends that are happening. Um, life is moving fast and all, ener- energy, all industries and energies are moving fast. And if you wanna to get to be an expert at something, a lot of it is just keeping up with the current, you know? Uh, that's another, you know, when I toured with Tracy Morgan, one of the jewels that he dropped on me that I thought was so dope, was as an artist, you got to know your space and time. You can't be an artist of some other year. You can't be ten years back or living in ten. You can't. You got to live in the now. And especially as an artist, you got to react in the out now. And right now, you know things are rough. But th- this thing was kind of sick. But I saw you know Flint, Michigan. I saw the real Flint, Michigan, because you know they flew me out there. But this thing was put together like. I put this whole, you know, I kind of, we put this whole doing comedy there in two weeks. So they had a cheap hotel and cheap for, you know, just, just, I had to grab it. I grabbed a cheap hotel and it was like 50 bucks a night. Uh but I wasn't staying there at all, but it was it was a little grimy, <laughs> but it was, uh, so I just, uh, but I was taking Ubers all around, and uh, my room had showtime, and I had all this free weed, and nobody cared if I smoked weed in my room or out my room, so it was kind of cool in that area, and I was like, this it was like this, it was called the Knights Inn, and the Knights Inn in Flint, Michigan, so there was some, you know, it could pop off, it was kind of, it was rough, but um, I've done, you know, I just went from private jets flying with Tracy and, uh, and doing, you know, sweet ass hotels, but on the flip side, I was going to the cannabis cup and shooting all this film and I was getting paid great and, and I was doing shows. So I, and I just was trying to cover on the money by staying at this cheaper hotel. So sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Um, you know, I got a fam, you know, I'm grinding, I'm doing it. Um, but this was a great gig and... And I got to see, like, people that was driving me in Ubers were like, you know, it's like the local people. And Flint is really hurting. First off, Flint is like, their water was all fucked up. And that's fucked up the industry. It's like, it's 60 miles north of Detroit. And so what Michigan was built on, the automotive industry... And Michigan was built on Ford cars, you know? And when that industry, when all this stuff going to Japan, you know, and everybody started building cars outside of America, it fucked Michigan up. So Michigan's in a hard place in terms of industry because I mean, they had a booming downtown, a booming economics, two big, huge universities, uh, you know, lots of wildlife but you know the backbone of it all was the automotive industry so once that got taken out it's all like a lot of he was saying like their whole retail retail stores was like holding the the community together like that's where people were working so it's like buying and selling and you know I don't know so if if that's all you got in your in all of the Midwest that's kind of rough And everybody's you know driving ubers and working retail that's a kind of rough and these were all like big homes and nice homes of all like the rich people of detroit um but now it's kind of like hollowed out in that whole water thing because i guess yeah the, the sketchy ass politicians made a money move money corrupts you know power corrupts you need money i need money i want money I just want enough <laughs> so everybody's taken care of i can help friends out and i can vac- vacation now and then and you know and, but i don't need too much i just need enough so if i retire i can just smoke a bong on a porch and play my guitar badly um that's the goal and be in love or you know you just don't know you just gotta really live right in the moment but i will say that it was just, you know, so it was just fascinating. Michigan fascinates me um, because the automotive industry dumped out, but they've always had a cannabis thing going on. They always had a weed thing. And I never knew this. Uh, my mom is from Michigan, and but she, my mom and dad were, were people of the 1950s. They were like hip dudes of the 50s. They drank and smoked cigarettes. So I remember talking to them. They were already married and having kids when the whole 60s shit was happening. You know, the people from the 50s, that's, that's a little bit of a hard, harder, stauncher. But the cool people of that, and that was my mom and dad, they were cool. But, you know, they weren't, you know, they weren't loose like that um, in terms of herb out. Um, it just wasn't in the American culture, you know. It was in Chinese culture, and it was in Indian culture, um, but in American-European culture, yeah, the Dutch, I guess, had it, but I don't know, the alcohol business <laughs> snuffed it out really fast. Um, and Because if you smoke weed and you don't wanna drink as much, you know, I still think you, you can enjoy a few drinks, but, um, but I definitely think it can slow down an alcoholic's <laughs> weed. <laughs> But it was just interesting seeing that this big thing came to town and like busta rhymes were playing too short was playing little skies was playing uh i don't know who little skies is but he's a huge soundcloud rapper and he wasn't that bad and then uh you know who's really good prof this dude prof who's from the ryan Rhymesayers, minneapolis there's this whole like Minneapolis, like rap scene, hip hop scene that I'm not too familiar with because I'm a little bit older than it, but I do know I respect it and I think it's dope and it's almost like backpack rap. Uh, the guy I think Sluggo, uh, ASAP Rock, ASAP Rock that before ASAP Rocky, there was ASAP Rock and it was more like this backpack rap, more like this really like multi textural hip-hop art shit that was pop. Anytime somebody was playing, I'd be like, damn, this shit. It reminded me of a lot of that uh, San Francisco hip-hop. The hieroglyphic, Del the Funky Hope Sapien, Sapient. Uh, really dense, well-written, um, out-of-the-box. Uh, all the good stuff about hip-hop. All I love hip-hop because... It does take shit out of the box and flips it real quick. So does skateboarding. I never was a skateboarder, but I always admired skateboarders in this, and I always thought they were a little bit more artistic and also could understand out of the box thinking better because they, you know, they could look at an old suburban fucking dilapidated you know parking lot and then they look at it and be like oh my god that's the coolest fucking setup you can jump those stairs into this thing and ollie and fakey and all that shit over here like they they could see something completely different and then use something that was made for something else and then use it completely different you know i just think conformity and tunnel vision a lot of our society and a lot of evolution has just gone like this and we need to go 360 and open it up and I do think uh people that skateboard and people that do hip-hop break dancing I you know to me hip-hop right now it's trap mainstream but when I was into it, it it was never on the radio not many white people would fuck with it but it was like breakdancing broke it into like mainstream culture, because breakdancing was just so undeniably fresh. <laughs> and then it got played out, and then it get fresh again. I, I do think popping and locking is right around the corner again. That's my new on the radar, like, because it's dope, and I can pop and lock. Let me tell you, I mean, I'm gonna tell you straight up, I'm a good pop, I know how to do it. I was taught, I was taught by, you know, just one of the best, my man Stormin' Norman, from lexington virginia who was like the best break dancer in three counties man and i used to break with him and he taught me and he was from richmond and i think new york um and he was and uh, that's who i took break dance lessons my mom took me to this dude that lived in an orphanage uh, but he was like a teenager but he would give break dance lessons to make money and you pay him five, and my mom would pay him and uh for you know i think it was like 30 minutes And You would uh, break dance with Norman and but he would teach me how to pop and so I know how to do all that shit But this was like when this is way before it was even on TV. This is because I got into like uh, You know what I got into hip-hop like some early records. It was definitely Houdini Jekyll and Hyde Uh, This is early 80s. This is like right before run DMC came along and I was into all these records Grandmaster DST um a lot of the stuff on tommy boy records african bombada uh and then all the electro fucking west coast egyptian lover all the rednecks were kind of playing that shit growing up not all the rednecks but egyptian Lover. like you could tell if somebody had that shit in their jeep it just sounded amazing and it sounded like it was af- out from outer space Jam On It by Nucleus, that was a huge record, Roxanne, Roxanne, that was like a huge record, but that wasn't, it wasn't on like the Top 40 or regular thing, and it wasn't even on the r and stations, like the r and stations weren't really feeling it and would rag on hip-hop, because that was like, you know, Parliament and Lakeside, like to them, they weren't doing anything, they were just like saying stuff over a pre-recorded beat. But little do you know, it was, you know, it just took something that was kind of regular and made it super awesome. And a lot of life is like that and a lot of art is like that. It's like you don't have to, we have the tools. It's all here. We just have to figure it out and make it fun. Uh, And that's what that shit did, you know. But I got to, speaking of hip hop, I got to see Busta Rhymes, Rap Scenario. I was on this big it was after I performed, I, um, the first performance, my first stand-up set was, like, a little bit odd. There's no opener, and they just have, like, this announcer. The dude was cool, Aldo. Shout out to Aldo. He calls himself a calm weedian. Uh, but he's pretty much a super hype man in the VIP tent, and he does... Uh, He does all the contests and announcements and just MCs like freestyle. They have these two dudes that were freestyle rapping that I enjoyed a lot. But a lot of it, you know, with stand-up, I get in my head and have to, like, level off my energies. So, you know, everybody's hanging out and smoking weed, but I know I got to go on stage in front of, like, hardcore, stoned-out people, like, that are, you know, out there. Uh, but luckily I'm pretty out there. So the sets were fun, man, they were awesome. The first set, I'd say I did like 22 minutes, and, but I every, I had everybody's attention, I got, got laughs, um, but this is like in the middle of everybody just doing hardcore dabs, which is like hardcore bong hits of concentrated. Uh, people are rolling up some of the best weed in the world, and it's, you know, The thing about the High Times events, like, they're not there for the... I mean, the music is great, and the comedy's great, but unlike other places, like, the weed is number one. Like, everybody's... You know, it's all the growers. It's all the, like, hardcore... It's all the people that run bong shops and then people that just live for weed. And they're all there, and they're having the best time of their life. So, uh, and the show's at, like, 5.30... I don't really have a warm up. They just announce my name, pass me the mic, and I rock out for like 25 minutes. And uh, I felt kind of the scenario. I could, I figured it out and I got some laugh and did it. But the next one I had better set on Sunday. It just went longer. You know, I did about 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and <clears throat> had them the whole time. A lot of it's just like, cause it's an open air tent in the middle of 30,000 people and then my VIP, they sold five thousand tickets to it. But it's something that you get it like an extra bracelet, and you can go in there and sit on couches and drink water. It's like it's like having a Delta Club in an airline's um, place, like a you know a, a star member. Like you can just go hide out from everybody else and sit down and eat and drink, usually for free. Yeah, they had a taco stand set up, and tacos were good pulled pork, chicken, all, you know, they had some good bomb-ass tacos in the VIP tent for free. I don't know if they were free for everybody else, but because I was working, they were free for me, so that worked out, Um, but uh, the sets went awesome, Uh, you know, I riffed a lot, you know, because, you know, people are, it's between people at the dab bar taking super bong hits and playing all this, like, you know, I always say when people are taking dabs and getting really out there on weed you just want to start doing the robot you know popping and locking um so i do think popping and locking is getting back i'm telling you it's coming but all the dances are good i, I see the people kids in the subway or on instagram i love watch dancing on instagram but the new like subway like it's a lot of feet work. I like how they do their feet work. It's kind of this classic move, and then they touch the ground and they pop back up. They do this. Uh, it's kind of you know. It's you know, hip hop dancing has evolved. To me, I'm rock steady crew. I'm straight up popping and locking. I want to see somebody top rock, which is that thing they go jump, 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 like you're running up top, and then I want to see them drop down, and I want to see them bust a move and do a windmill. And a classic windmill, and then do a nice head, uh, head spin, and then a freeze. A lot of it was, like, extreme stuff is starting to not apply to me, or, like, I don't, I kind of see through it. I like something with finesse and fresh and simple. Like, the early stages of hip-hop, like, it was just how simple it all looked, like a fresh you know, instead of like all these leathers and chains and all, somebody had just a, you know, Adidas coat and some Lees that were nice jeans and some nice shoes, just in, you know, something that looked comfortable, that you can be yourself. A lot of fashion and hip-hop was about being yourself in the sweatsuit. I'm wearing some bomb-ass sweatpants right now. I got these, they're gray and a white stripe and a blue stripe. I got this off of Uh, these are my workout pants and I got my workout underwear and I got my workout sweatpants and these I can bust some yoga moves I did I did some hardcore stretching today I just think this is where it's all going like you gotta the thing about I guess what I was saying about hip-hop fashion before was like when it went into like sweatsuits and stuff it was like no longer trying to be dressy for shows. <clears throat> it was more about being comfortable and being able to be who you are naturally and still look clean and nice. You know, you don't want to do it sloppily. And I'm not sure I'm rocking track suits, but uh, I will say it's just more comfortable than jeans or or khakis or some pleated-type pants. If you have some nice sweatpants, you know, it's just fucking... You can bust some stretches, or you can do a break dance and top rock whenever you want. Uh, but I just saw, I just saw legalization around the corner, like for the whole country, and I just think that would be amazing. And I could be myself, and I wouldn't have to hide and, and not hide, but you know, just we just being that little sketchy thing, but it's, it's turning around. Um, and I do think, you know, in terms of mental care and CBD, body care, do I think it's the end all be all for all our problems? No. But do I think it's a part of the tapestry? that could possibly make a blanket that could help us move forward into the future uh, concerning the environment and concerning mental health and homelessness. Like there's, you know, the more honest we are about this stuff, you know, people smoke weed. That's what I always say is like, homosexuality and weed. (laughs) People people are gonna be gay. There's just the numbers. There's been gay people since the beginning of time. And people are gonna smoke weed, there's been, there's, I just saw this article, I was Googling, just to prepare for this podcast, um, the High Times website, and then something Googled through me, was Cosmos Magazine, The Science of Everything. And it was just an article titled, High Times. But this was written June 13th, just the other day. Evidence suggests cannabis smoking emerged around 500 B.C. Chemical analysis of funeral goods indicate pot was grown in Western China specifically for its potency. Yeah, this whole article's all about... uh, There's fragments of all this, like, weed and cannabis people would smoke to get by a lot in China and Afghanistan. Um, And then I guess it's a little bit on the you know, spiritual and ritual purposes, but also, like, burying people with a bunch of weed and shit or smoking the place out. But it just goes back, like, this is, like, some really old shit. Uh, Yeah, this one I heard. In it, the author details how the Scythians, a powerful tribe of nomadic warriors that roamed the steeps of Central Asia between 900 and... 3,200 BC used to throw cannabis into hot bowls and then hunkered down under horse hides and inhale the smoke. <laughs> yeah, man. If you're fucking a warrior, you know, traveling the land, uh, with your sword and having to do battle, um, in Western China, 500 years before Christ, um, Yeah, they were smoking fat bowls. (laughs) They were literally putting cannabis in hot bowls and then going underneath big-ass, like, leather blankets and huffing it. Um, Which does... That would be a cool way of doing it. That's like the early uh, smoke box right there. You know, just hunkering (laughs) under a horse. Not under the horse. At first I read that, I was like, you know, is the horse's dick right on you and ass? No, but horse hide. So I guess they were just like, you know, kind of leather made out of horses. Um, and then you get underneath it and you huff these big bowls of uh, cannabis smoke. And that's what I saw in Michigan was like, I think it really could help America. You know, but when you bring 30,000, and there wasn't, I didn't see one fight. I didn't see one person get hurt. I didn't see one accident. And it was literally... It felt like Woodstock like we parked it took me t- it took us two hours to get out the driver was this cameraman one night we got a. did we get an uber one night no no somebody else drove me home from the magazine after the show the second night the first night the camera guy parked but he parked like in the worst spot And it was like packed way back in the back. And we were leaving after a long day of shooting and I performed and just getting to the place and understanding the whole thing. And you know, I had a free band. I could have all the weed and food I wanted. It was just nuts, but it really worked out. And I had such an awesome, awesome time. Thank you, High Times. Uh, Thank you, Danny Danko for doing the interview uh, I just had, I just pulled out my microphone. I didn't really, like by the time I went back to the Knights Inn, back to Camelot, um, and I had I had all this great um, infused uh, cannabis food. Like I had a big bag of great CBD gummies. I had like five of them and I would just pop CBD gummies just to prepare for the day because around the cannabis cup, I would be smoking pot all day. So that, that would I mean, it was a little overbearing just because, you know, but it's like Mardi Gras of that shit. But I would prepare by just eating uh, this, these great, I had these great CBD gummies. And then I got some great like um, outdoor grown pot that I was smoking bowls in my hotel room. And I had show time and then I had work to do. So I was gone and then I came back and just would crash in this, uh, in the Knights Inn uh, <laughs> in Flint. And uh, the only thing is, I had all this free herb. I rolled like two great. They had these vegan papers. They were called, and they were just pre-rolls. They looked like blunt papers, but they were vegan. So they they were plant-based, but they I don't think they were tobacco. There was no tobacco. They were hemp. They were like, they were like cigar papers made out of hemp. And then I got I got you know I was judging the cannabis cup. I was just pretty much do it. They had some super, super official judges, but I was more or less filming and judging uh, CBD flower. So I had all these jars of high CBD, but also potent cannabis. And I was roll, I got to roll up two big bombers of, you know, it's all free and I just, and it's in the hotel, nobody cares. It was kind of like, you know, a bad, good, awesome situation. And then the shows were dope and I was treated like a VIP once I got to the shows and I was there all day. So it was just literally a trap house. I was just trapping in fucking Flint uh with my camera dude. A shout out to cool Keith my camera dude who's actually like one of the producers of hot ones. And we were both chilling in Camelot, but you know, we we're freelancing on this gig. So it was more so- mostly about the location location and then you know we're in the middle of flint so what are you gonna do you gotta do what you gotta do i had a good night i had a good uh chicken sandwich at fud rockers i fucked up fud rockers man we went to a fud rockers one night like right friday night right when we landed because it was right next to the camelot knights Inn. and the knights Inn actually had good coffee they had free coffee all the time and i brought this big like metal jug just because I made some awesome iced coffee and I didn't want to buy any iced coffee at the airport or when I so I, you know I just was traveling so I had this I brought my big mug and I like having it when I travel because I don't want to pay for three dollars for fucking water nine dot. you know who knows what they're paying for bottled, wa- bottled water at airports I mean you have to do it you have to do it but it, it they are just fucking fucking you and As soon as you walk into an airport with the money gouge, you know, you know it. Everybody knows it. Everything's $3 more. But all you need is like, you know, a big ass metal coffee cup, which I bring. It's like a thermos almost. Um, But I like traveling with it because all those places usually have great water fountains, even filter joints. And, you know, you just get through, uh, you get through security, you get through the check. And... um, And they shake you down and uh, you can just fill up your water cup on the other side, which is, you know, uh, one of those other life hacks. I'm giving you good life hacks, you know. Uh, I'm talking stretching, talking 15-minute meditation. Today I stretched and meditated. Uh, When I was there, I I mostly would just sleep and eat CBD gummies and then go to the gig. Um, and I would stretch a little bit, you know, I do touch my toes and I do some side joints. I got these dope side stretches. Maybe I'll do a stretch video. That would be cool. Uh, but I had all this stuff. So the dilemma is, do you fly with it? And stuff is getting pretty, I know people that fly with vape pens all the time, keep their vapes, uh, those, I mean, I'm talking the cannabis vapes on them on flights and they fly with it in the luggage and everybody's talking like the TSA isn't really cracking down on that but I'm always worried about that shit so I dumped all my I dumped everything I gave it all away to somebody at the hotel right before my uber came that I had to go take to the airport and then I went through security nobody shook me down and then I came home And then I was unpacking, and then I looked in my (laughs) Altoids case, and there was the roach uh, just stinking up my whole suitcase. After I made it back to Brooklyn, um, it was just a small Altoids. It wasn't stinking that bad. It was just like this small Altoids case, and I said, there's no way there's going to be a roach in here. I opened it up. And there was this big, fat, blunt roach. And that's pretty much what I'm smoking. So this is the Cannabis Cup High CBD. It tastes amazing. I just took it out. It was like some weed. So this is from the Michigan Cannabis Cup. Some herb that I'm hitting right now. Um, But I had, man, I had a blast. And look out for those films. Um, Look out. I just released the water PMA over the weekend and people are loving it. Like, it's not getting high numbers, but the people that like it that I'm getting comments from are the people that make films and uh, the people like I know like I'm doing all the right things. Um, you know, because it's something we just made that I put up on my you know, social sites just to show about directing and acting And it was with Mookie Thompson, who's funny, younger cat. He's in L.A. now. But check it out, PMA. It's on my Twitter. My Twitter's at Rob Cantrell. My Instagram is Rob88Cantrell. And my YouTube. Check out my YouTube. I think it's backslash Rob Cantrell. But look out for the coffee and weed video. I'm really proud of that. I need to get that project. You know, I'm gonna recut all my or remaster all my my rap tracks my hip-hop tracks and release that because everything's going to streaming we got to stream some of that but man i had a great time thank you for listening like and subscribe let me know what you think of the podcast if you've been listening i know it's been rickety I know it's not the most perfect thing in the world, but I'm also proud of it, and I've been doing it every week, and it is over an hour. I've been changing the beats. I've been evolving the content. That was my first guest, Danny Danko, On Location. I listened to the audio. It sounded pretty good, but that was literally like we were standing around, and the first, uh, um, the first, the very best winner of the Indica, like the top, top was a female, I don't know her name, but look it up, but this female grower from Michigan that was totally mom and pop, small business, won it all against, like, the cannabis industry's getting, like, full-on corporate. And it was just kind of cool. It would be, like, a small IPA, like, female-run IPA beer-beating Budweiser. Like, that's kind of, like, what happened. Um, And we were smoking this great pot that won the Cannabis Cup, and I was going to do my stand-up show like in 20 minutes, but Danny and I were just hanging out, and he was talking about that Hawaiian coffee. And I know from my listeners, if you've been listening to this, I'm fascinated with Hawaiian coffee and Puerto Rican coffee, Puerto Rico, coffee beans from Puerto Rico. I think America with cannabis and coffee... In Puerto Rico and Hawaii and uh, Michigan it could help everything out because um, I love coffee and I love weed and I love this podcast I love that I get to sit here and riff and try to talk out concepts some funny some not some open some real um, and I also get the freestyle rap I'm gonna get that flowing a little bit better I'm gonna work on that and work on the beats a little bit. But everything's moving forward. That was the first guest, Danny Danko, of course, for the Cannabis Coffee Hour, uh, talking about Hawaiian coffee and talking about the best pot in Michigan. That's pretty dope. And then um, we're gonna have some guests. And I also like doing that location thing. So everything's kind of evolving. So, what I was saying is like and subscribe, tell your friends but tell me, give me some feedback, man. Contact at Rob Cantrell. Nothing creepy, nothing weird, but keep it regular dude to regular dude, regular chick to regular dude, uh, regular person in this flesh body suit thing. Spirits in the material world um, that we are, keep it uh, respectful and cool. Contact at Rob Cantrell. I got some good people in uh, in Germany that had been hitting me up, so, man, uh, I would love to come to all these cannabis events, I know there's one in Spain called Spanibus, or, uh, Spanibus, I don't know, but I want to go to Spain, I'm all about the siestas, yo, <laughs> you know, I might take a nap, I, I did beat myself up, like, I traveled, today is, it's Thursday, it's raining outside, I'm back in Brooklyn, catching up with lo- real life, catching up with all of you know the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, but I enjoy getting this done and doing this because I get to do you know a couple of my favorite things: uh, comedy, cannabis, coffee, uh, music, love, evolvement, to evolve, to help, to be human, to grow, to love. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll catch you again. Peace.